What did Batman say to Robin just before getting into the Batmobile? Robin, get in, come on. And on that note, we start episode three. Wow, that was a, a fantastic entry, Patrick. Uh, I'm glad you, you, you didn't take up the, the stand-up comedy anyway. Well, well, we'll see how this goes first. By the way, that joke was taken from Reen Porter. He wouldn't like it if I take uh, two of his ideas. Oh, lads, welcome to episode three of the Paddy and Dara show. Still running. Another Friday has, has come again. The time is flying. Like it you said, is. Patrick, last week, Patrick yes. said, time is flying. And my God, another week has gone. I agree. Episode three, still not cancelled. Let's not jinx it. No. But touch wood. Touch wood, touch wood. If you're standing beside a table, make sure you touch that wood. Yeah. Guys, we have a great show lined up. Um, I know it's going to be Do hard. Because last week we had the fantastic fitness with Sinead, or as we better know as Sinead Kearns. And she was fantastic. And, and it was great to have her on. But today... Oh, lads, today, let me tell you something. Today is going to be something special. Lads, today we have a very talented guest on. Very. Very. She has sold out 476 million albums worldwide. Perhaps in the future. <laughs> she sold out four churches with Dublin Youth Choir. She plays the viola. She dances. She's a multi-instrumentalist and singer-songwriter. Is there anything she can't do, Paddy? She's opened up for Little Hours, Wild oh. Youth and many more. Rumour has it she also opened up for Ryan McMullen. Big Ryan. Shout out to our boy, who we don't know. And some say she also performed with Luce. Ah, uh, well, that's fact. We do know that for certain. That is a fact. Yeah, that is fact. fact. Hannah, Cullen, welcome to the Paddy and Dara show. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for having me. Did you enjoy your little intro there? I did. I'm flattered. <laughs> There's a lot to get through. There was a lot to get through, but yeah. I think we covered, you know, we, we, we gave you a nice rounded uh, introduction, I think. Jesus, I'd love to see your CV, Hannah. It must be about 15 A4 pages. <laughs> not at all, not at all. If you've managed to, to gig with me, then it's definitely a long CV list, because I'd be very low down now on that list. <laughs> me too now. I'm Don't worry. I'm a Fogayown and Teen Stars, Ireland's biggest teen competition now, but not quite, not quite the same level of achievement now, I'd say. But, um, oh, listen, Hannah, you, you're, you're, you're super welcome to the show. Um, your first uh, musical, I suppose, special guest. Um, last, last week, as Dara said, we had Fitness with Sinead, who was talking about fitness and well-being. Uh, so, obviously, as we said in your intro, you played viola, you played piano, guitar. Um, what would you say for you has been your kind of gateway instrument and introduction to music? Um, so, I kind of started off with classical music when I was quite young. I was like five or six, and my parents put me in for um, piano lessons. So, I guess that was like my gateway instrument. And then um when I was like 11 or so I wanted to start playing with orchestras and that kind of thing to play a more like sociable instrument so I took up viola um and then from there like I kind of started playing the others and started singing and that kind of thing because but naturally the first instrument that a person thinks is the viola yeah when they're gonna no, pick up a social the instrument <laughs> <laughs> my older brother is a cellist so and he was quite good so I didn't want to have that competition. Well, okay. I, I mean, my parents didn't want that for me. So uh, then I also, I did want to play a stringed instrument. I was 
pretty sure on that but then also I didn't want the competition of the violin because you know to get into orchestras you're then competing against violinists that have been playing from the age of like three um and I was a bit late to that party so viola was kind of the other option really I'm really wonderful. glad I chose actually <laughs> I, I I dabbled myself now in Gale violin in TY when uh did you, 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 oh, you were there big man no one we did uh in in, in ty and we did music very briefly oh and Miss they wanted to bring us introduce us to a new instrument and obviously we had uh, we had mastered the guitar we had and, you, know, key, you know keyboard piano we've experienced in th- those fields but violin was something brand new so gave it a go have to say now unlike uh, some things i did not take to it like a duck to water so you started classical and then you started to migrate kind of more so into the world and realm of kind of pop folk sort of thing. How did that yeah. come about? So when I was in TY, I started busking on Grafton Street um, and I got really into that and kind of did it until the end of sixth year. But that was kind of my the way I got into I kind of moved away from classical music a little bit then. Um and that's how I got into doing session work and just how I got to know a lot of other musicians as well that weren't in the classical world. Brilliant. Yeah, it's great to have that kind of, I suppose, diversity as well to you, like, like musically. You, you mentioned there about um, about busking. And I saw it there on your on your Instagram page the other day when I was obviously doing my research uh, that there was a certain event. I don't know, was it last year? Well, a few years back, whatever. But it was um, a few buskers in, in Dublin kind of came together and did some kind of a gig. What was that? Yeah, so we used to do these group busks and they were so much fun. All of the buskers in Grafton, we were really good friends and like I'm still friends with quite a lot of them. It was kind of a very communal thing. So the odd time, we'd all just come together and have a big jam session. And it would always get just a great crowd because of the energy it kind of created. It was always just such a magical experience. Um, yeah. yeah, it was really so it was fun. such a cool thing to be a part of, like, you know, just that group yeah, sound, definitely. everyone coming together. Yeah, and I, I definitely think like now more than ever, that whole kind of communal aspect of music is kind of something that I feel like musicians are missing out on most. Music is such a kind of, it's such a creative outlet for groups. And it's like, I think music is made to be shared. And when you can't really share it properly, like with other people in the same room, it's, you really miss it. And in terms of singing with people, but also even just like a live audience, like I've I've done a few gigs myself and just kind of different shows and stuff and just getting that kind of energy off the crowd, like it just doesn't quite like it. Yeah, completely. Come here, I have a question for you, right? So obviously you're a woman who has a lot of experience in classical music, classical singing. You've now come into folk. My question for you is classical versus folk. Which do you prefer? Why? Oh God, that is a really tough question. I think at the minute, I much prefer playing kind of folk, indie, like even some funk and R&B kind of thing and just experimenting with that. And like I've been doing quite a bit of songwriting and recording and that kind of thing. And that's the music that I'm primarily listening to as well at the minute. But I think I'll always have an absolutely massive appreciation of classical music and will always be part of my life, whether I'm like doing a professional I won't be I probably won't be doing it professionally but it will definitely always be something that I'll come back to and really enjoy mm-hmm. um yeah it's interesting you say like you're kind of doubting yourself down the way being like oh I probably won't be doing it professionally but to be honest I, I would say you'd have as much a chance as anyone like you know it's obviously incredibly tough business to get into but let's say like if, if you do decide to fully just go for it and pursue music like at, at what kind of level your goals and aspirations lie like where do you think you you want to be to be able to say, you know what, I'm successful. I'm, this is where I want to be at. 
Um, that's that's a tricky one because I think music is so much to do with luck. No matter how much talent you have, most often that doesn't really play into how successful you are. In an ideal world, I'd love for music to be my entire career. And at the minute, obviously because of Corona, it can't be. But before Corona happened, it was like that was pretty much all I was doing. Um, and I'd love to continue with that after Corona. There's, I'm kind of getting more into production and I'd also be quite interested in music management. There's a course in London that I'd love to do for my master's, which is uh, music business and management. So even if I don't become a performer professionally as a long-term career, um, I think I'll probably always be quite kind of involved with music. That's really interesting, actually, that you've said that. Um, like, it's it's very cool, like, how, you know, you can tie a few things together in music and, like, make them career. Like, you're saying, you know, I love music. I'd love to do it, like, perform music professionally. However, just in case you have this little backup plan, like, business management, that's so interesting. And it, it's not even a course that I thought existed. I often wondered how people got into business management. It's interesting, yeah, because a lot of people think it's kind of like it's all or nothing. I, I might, I'm either going to make it as an artist or I may do something else. But you've kind of found that lovely middle ground where you're like, ideally, I'll pursue music as an artist. But if not, I might go into the management side of things and production and, and, and all that, which is brilliant. Um, well, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll keep your mind anyway for if myself and Dara ever kind of write uh, a full album. Oh, don't worry, you'll be top I, of my books. Oh, I hope so, we hope so. <laughs> Um, because you know we have a nice little thing going nice blend there between pop and folk I'd say have you heard the jingle now the jingles of this show there's some lovely ideas be iTunes number one in no time just the jingle not the podcast no just the jingle jingle. yeah well that's all you need great jingle so you've had a lot of interesting people that you've been working with just prior to lockdown we know that you had a gig with Ryan McMullen we know you had a gig with Little Hours uh, I'm interested to hear how that kind of came about and also um, who would be the most interesting person to you that like you've enjoyed working with most so far? Um, so the majority of the gigs that I was doing, um, like the bigger shows, I was working with, I was in kind of a band with Luce Corrigan. Um, so a lot of the shows that I was doing kind of came through her um one of my favorite kind of moments in my music career was when I was actually supporting Little Hours with Loose because I discovered John's music in kind of 2016 and I did a cover one of his songs was one of the first covers I ever posted on my Instagram and I remember he uh kind of commented on the on the post and liked it and whatever and I was absolutely ecstatic and then I went to one of his first shows in the uh, button factory and afterwards he came out uh, to kind of say hello to the to do a bit of a meet and greet and as I was walking up to him he was like oh Hannah it's great to meet you and I uh, I absolutely died <laughs> I didn't expect him to know who I was and I was such a fan of his music and everything because he had seen um, the cover like and that yeah he had seen the cover and that's kind of how he he wow. just remembered my name which was absolutely lovely of him um and then it was just mad that then two years later, I was on stage singing with him. Yeah, wow. Do you know, it was... Talk about coming um, full circle. What a progression. It was a bit of a full circle exactly. moment. Um, you, you record a song by one of your favourite artists, you meet the guy, and then you open <laughs> up for him. And perform with him. Can I just say as well, actually, to, to the listeners, I, I was actually lucky enough to be out that gig, to which we had to open up for Little Errors, and it really was an absolutely fantastic gig. They're a brilliant band, and uh, you really did a, a, a smashing job of, of opening up. So, um, 
Yeah, I was lucky enough to, to be in the audience for that one. I was supposed to be at that gig. Ah, you did. So raging. Missed out. So I good, man. Missed out. out. When gigs get back, I won't be missing a single gig. I'll be at one oh. every night. I'll be joining you. Even artists I hate, I'll yeah. be queuing up just to get that feel of a live concert. Oh, you missed it so much. I just much. want to feel that, you know, subwoofer bass that like vibrates through your man. chest when you're like mm-hmm. in the audience. Those, Even if yeah. it's a shit band. like Those moments where you feel like your soul is just leaving your yeah. body for a little bit. That, that, that you're above yourself. That's it. You know what I mean? I felt that EP a few times and it's there's no feeling quite like Okay, let's move on to our, our first segmental game. This is a brand new one, by the way, guys. Brand new for episode three. It's called Lightning Round. We might change that name as it goes on. Yeah, we actually are, are thinking we might change that name. Okay, so Lightning Round. Basically, Hannah, we are going to ask you very quick, sharp questions it can be either or questions or it can just be like one answer, okay? You ready? <laughs> yes, here we go. Deep breath, Hannah. Deep breath. Right. Tea or coffee? Tea. Daniel O'Donnell or Joe Dolan? Daniel O'Donnell. Sweet or savoury? Uh, sweet. Lions or berries? Berries. Indoors or outdoors? Outdoors. Gary Barlow or Michael Bublé? Michael Bublé. <laughs> Favourite artist? Um, Olivia Dean. Uh, Bob the Builder or Barney? Bob the Builder. Music or ballet? Music. Guitar or piano? Piano. Viola or cello? Viola. Has to be. <laughs> uh, Netflix or Disney Plus? Netflix. Well, well done. You, you did that pretty well. You survived. Good job. Oh, I just That was intense. <laughs> that you said Daniel O'Donnell over Joe Dolan. That needs to be... Uh, Listen, neither neither one would be kind of top <laughs> no, of my no. uh, top of my Spotify playlist. But well, Daniel O'Donnell has actually gotten two shoutouts now out of three episodes. So listen, you actually what have. does that say about <laughs> us? Now, what's next, Dara? Do you want to let us all in? Okay, we're back to another segment. It's called Honesty Hour in three minutes. <laughs> Honesty is the best honesty. Let's hope it doesn't get sour in honesty hour. Yeah, but normally it takes about normally five, but with the three of us, about ten to twelve, kind 10 of 12, ten to twelve minutes. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. Um, okay, guys, uh, you should be well aware at this stage now if you're devoted fans of ours. Honestly, hour. Basically, myself and Dara two have uh, both have uh, two questions prepared. Neither of us have seen what the other person has written, and we are going to ask this question to the other person and to our special guest, Hannah Cullen. So, Dara, would you like to kick us off today? I'm going to kick this one off. Get off the boys. Oh, you get us going. Oh, I'm going to kick it. Okay, this is a nice one. Actually, it's a juicy one. Hannah Cullen and Patrick yes. Quinn. Yeah. I want you guys to tell me about your most humiliating on-stage experience. Okay, Hannah, do you want to start us off? You can have a minute to think about um, it if you need it. Okay, I have a moment. It wasn't performing music or anything. It was in a ballet exam and it was potentially one of the worst experiences of my life. It was, um, so there's vocational grades for ballet. So they're kind of more serious than the normal grades. Um, and I was there just about to perform the like main dance, um, which is kind of towards the end of the exam. Uh, and I just started feeling really, really, really ill. Oh, wow. 
and the examiner is sitting there and there was two other people in the exam and the, the conditions are really strict you're you have to stand perfectly quiet and you're not allowed to move in between the dances or anything and the other girl was just finishing up on her dance and I just knew I needed to run to the bathroom to get sick this is TMI um but I was like no no, no I can't I can't I can't um so I was trying to compose myself and then just as I was about to start I literally just had to sprint out of the room and run into the bathroom um and then she sheepishly had to kind of walk back into the room a few minutes later um and explain to the examiner and I think it was just the most mortifying moment of my life just that whole experience and then I had to do the dance as well having just like <laughs> got very you sick in the bathroom out, and I had to walk back in how did you do uh, that was <laughs> dare I ask oh I, I mean I did well in the exam so Congrats. it was it was fine it was just oh, oh that was god. it was a bad bad time any sort of dance exam music exam oh yeah. god they actually are the my worst, worst nightmare they are the worst, Royal honestly. Irish Academy music they're just so I stressful I get chills walking by it every time I don't know how people go to college there. I'm hmm. like, these, this is yeah. what I see in my nightmares. It's unbelievable, yeah. Patrick, do you, do you have a moment? Yeah, no, I do. I do, actually. And mine will actually be kind of similar to Hannah. In terms of on stage, there's definitely been things that have gone wrong. But I felt like I just kind of... I, I, I carried on with it and I wasn't really embarrassed by it. Like, for example, when myself and yourself were opening up for the the talent show that we were presenting... Uh, there was meant to be a mic in front of Dara and a mic in front of me. Uh, however, whoever was doing the stage management, um, no, no, Hannah, you look like going into management. So, I mean, these people don't take have a chance. This is what you shouldn't <laughs> do: is uh, put a mic in front of Dara's piano, but not in front of where I'm meant to be standing. I walked on and there was no mic there, so I, but I just sang into Dara's. Like, like on, like when there's a crowd, I can, I can, I can feed off and do something. But yeah, I had an exam, uh, a keyboard exam. And and you're right there. That feeling you get in your stomach, oh, that sinking feeling. Yeah, you feel like sick. I feel like I'm drowning. The sweaty oh. palms. But you know what? I wasn't prepared for it. And I, I and my teacher said when I signed your friend, I said, "Yeah, go on." And I wanted to work towards it, but I didn't get to where I wanted to be by by that time. Went it anyway, and uh, oh, from the first second it, it went off, I, I I think he asked me to um to play the scale of A A flat major, and uh, and I just didn't know it. I didn't know the notes, so I was kind of guessing. And uh, so, so I just tried to do it and it just sounded awful. So I just kind of stopped, tried again, tried something different. Maybe I should hit a sharp here instead of, no, that's not right. Wrong. Tried again. And after about three or four goes, I kind of just stopped. And hoping that it'd be like, okay, I'll give you another one. C major. That'd be a bit sound. <laughs> but these lads now, they don't say that. No. They don't give you the benefit of the doubt. I saw him writing for a bit and there was just this silence. And it's this deafening silence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You want to you want the floor to open up and That's eat you a hole, <laughs> and he just looks up at me, and goes, uh, um, um, excuse me, sorry, just for my records here, um, so just stop there. So this time that you're gonna play it now for me, will this be uh the sixth or seventh attempt? Oh God, did he say that? He said that, oh, and I was like, That's just cruel. Right, no. A smart person would have said sixth. I look him and I give him the honest answer and go, uh, actually, sir, I believe it's the um eighth attempt, um. So, yeah, it was dreadful. It didn't do great. It passed it, but barely. Jesus. Horrible, man. Yeah. Okay, lads. So my question for you uh, this afternoon now, right? Bit of an interesting one, but I'd be interested to see what you think. I'm so, intrigued. you're hosting a dinner party, okay? And you can invite three people to this party, okay? Is this a bacon spice cake now? No, it's not. Stop promoting your food page. <laughs> this, so, one person has to be a musician, dead or alive. Other person, uh, a comedian. 
and the third person is an ex-Love Islander. So a musician, a comedian, and an ex-Love Islander. Dara, we'll start with yourself. Who are you well, inviting to your dinner that, party? That's an interesting one. I, I like that question. Yeah. That's a good question. Okay, hands down, I've always said this. Mm. Musician that I'd love to have dinner with, David Bowie. Yeah. Like, he's one of my biggest musical idols. He's just such an interesting person. Mm. And he's just done so many interesting things. And I just love to sit down and have a chat with him. What would make that conversation even more entertaining... Yes. Was, would be if we had the man, the myth, the legend that mm. is Tommy T. Oh, Tommy T. <laughs> Tommy Turner, yeah. fellow podcaster. He is indeed. Uh, he, I just think, well, he's one of my favourite comedians of all time. But imagine Tommy Tiernan having a conversation with David Bowie. Yeah. Like, Jesus. there's an endless possibilities oh, of where that could go. go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then the third person who i'd have on is actually dr alex dr alex yeah dr alex because again he's actually probably the only person who's ever been in in love island Mm. that i've actually respected oh i see Uh, (laughs) fair enough i i think he's a great guy do not tell you i'm applying man no oh uh, what (laughs) (laughs) respect you too until you go on to love island (laughs) uh but like yeah interesting guy he's been fantastic like promoting mental health and whatnot yeah. and he's doing really well time, yeah, no, I absolutely. just think three really interesting characters bit of banter between the three of them mm. and we get a get Bacon's Bites to bash out a few few meals a few classics brilliant fantastic okay Hannah who are you inviting? Um, okay for a musician there's so there's so many people that I'd love to meet but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Hosier for okay, the musician okay, I feel like he'd he'd give some nice uh nice dinner conversation maybe a bit deep but you know that's all right um for comedian i was going to say tommy tiernan he's my favorite comedian but i'm gonna say uh jack whitehall okay very good yeah um and then for love i've actually never watched love island but i'm gonna go for moira higgins because you know Irish, ah, and she's like she's the only one I know. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, yeah, she, she'd knock a bit. Of, she'd set them all straight now. Let me tell you, there'd be no, there'd be no messing with her. I'd say if I, there'd be such an odd mix of people, though. I feel like it would just, it wouldn't work. But anyway, it'd be funny. I'd yeah. say get very interesting. Sure, that's all you need. I, I'd say if if I was to pick now myself, uh, three people. I think musician wise, see, I don't want to be too obvious, but I would because I'd think as a man. He's inspired a lot of my greatest hits. So I would have to say, uh, the man himself, Mr. Ed Sheeran, would be the musician in question. Uh, then to, to throw, a bit of, throw a bit of shade, a bit of banter, a bit of sarcasm, uh, the one and only Mr. Billy Connolly has to be. Oh, oh absolute wow. legend. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what a man, what a man. Um, an ex-Love Islander, uh, I would say, season three winner, uh, Mr. Kem. Mr. Ah, Ken, because I've spit, a, I've spit a few bars myself. I've, I've written a lot of rap. And do you know what I would love to see? I would love to see a rap off between Ed Sheeran and Ken and Billy Connolly to judge. I'd like that'd to be see magic. a rap off between <laughs> you and Ken. Me and, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be. Yeah. Dude, I don't know who'd win that now. For those of you who aren't aware, Patrick has based his entire personality off Ken since he came uh, out. No, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> my, my personality is, is a written thing now, is it? It's not a, my, yeah, my yeah, own personality. Yeah, yeah. So the next segment of our show. Brand new game, dude. Brand new. Brand new game. Brand new game. Absolutely brand new. I'm nervous about this one, and I'm not gonna lie. This is um, 
we we thought about this one about five minutes about before five we came minutes on. before we came on. We were eating our tie. We want to spice things up, so we thought we'd spice it up. This is what we like to call sing that poem. <laughs> oh no! Now Hannah, I think I think the penny has just dropped yeah. in your head because yeah, yeah. moments before the show we sent on <laughs> Hannah a poem, one of our favorites. What's it called, Dara? It's called "Under Song" by Lola Ridge. Beautiful, beautiful poem. Very well written. Fabulous lyric. So so well written. Myself and Dara were reading it and thought, you know, now it's lovely spoken, but how good would that sense. be sung? So. What's happening? We've got three contestants. Three. Patrick James, Anthony Quinn, Quinn. Hannah Cullen O'Donovan, Donovan. Dara John Jason Bacon. And we have... A wheel! Of ten. Genres. Of which one will be... Selected. And then, oh, yeah. No. So basically, we have a wheel. We're going to spin it. We have Marty wheeling in. <laughs> He's going to give a little spin. <laughs> and whatever the genre is, we have to set the text of Undersong by Lola Ridge to mm. we're taking a stanza each and we just have to go with the flow. Whatever happens, yeah. happens. So, who's going to go? I think Dara's going to go first. Oh, Jesus. Straight uh, into it. Um, yeah, I think Dara's going to go first and kind of set the pace for this one. And uh, and then we'll see if we get on. Okay, so Dara, we have the wheel there. On uh, this, is, this is on the side, Wheel of Names. Com. Just in case there's some kind of copyright issues there. <laughs> and uh, we have... So let me just read out a few genres. So we have rock and roll. We have soul. We have rhythm and blues. Musical theatre. Rap. Shan Nose. Classical. Heavy metal. Pop. That definitely popped. <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest P ever. <laughs> Folk, choral, choral. Tell us we can go like there. Pope, choral and <laughs> classical. So... Dara, what genre would you like the wheel to pick for you today? Well, Paddy, let's find out. Well, what do you want? What would you like to be? What do I want? I don't know what I want. Any of them. Take them on. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. One, two, three. Spin Spin that that wheel. wheel. Oh, look at the spins. Oh, look at it go. Flying around the gap. Oh, Jesus. What's it going to (gasps) be? Oh, Oh, that's so boring. I got pop. You got... So you got to sing like a pop song. So I got to sing... I got to sing under song. Like it is a pop song, so take stanza one, big man. I'm Would like me to kind of sing a note to make sure you're in key. No, no, I'm fine. All I'm right. fine. Okay, okay. This is all acapella now, by the way. Like, <laughs> it's very hard to sing acapella in tune. I'm just gonna so. take a little step back because singing gets quite. If he's loud. not good, give him a break, lads. There is music in the strong, deep-throated bush. Whisperings of songs Heard in the leaves hush Ballads of the trees in tongues unknown A reminiscent tone on minor keys Well done, Dad. I'm going to give you a little clap now. That was actually very good. That was brave. I'm getting flashbacks to your Drew Barrymore days in Rock of Ages. Because you were giving it a bit of that. Plenty of runs. Runs to... Plenty of runs. I feel like it wasn't pop, but you know, the runs were poppies. The runs were, okay. Um, Hannah, would you like to go next? Yeah. Okay, Hannah. So we're going to spin that wheel. We're going to spin that wheel. So, ready? Three, two, one. Spin Spin that that wheel. Yashi. Oh God. <laughs> perfect Ooh, like okay this, this is going to be perfect for you Hannah so your genre of choice is musical theatre how do you feel about that <laughs> have, you, have you ever experienced musical theatre yourself 
Yeah, a little, little bit. bit. Okay. A so bit. if you could, if you could just take stanza a dough for us there, please, uh, Hannah, and uh, and give it to us in a musical theatre style. There is music in the strong tick-trotted bush, whisperings the song heard in the leaves hushed, ballads of the trees in tongues unknown, a reminiscent tone. On minor key. Oh, no, that was the most stressful thing I've ever done. Well, you can laugh and breathe. You can breathe. Uh, I'm pretty nervous. Well done, Hannah. That was great. Well done. Good job. Good you job. Ready? Not really, man. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Spin that wheel. Hey, rock and roll. So I got rock and roll. So I have to kind of unleash my inner rock star. Your inner rock star. So now let's Patrick's just get that. Very loud singing voice. So we're going to take lots of distance away. Lots of distance. Um, okay, so let me just. There is music in the strong, deep throated bush. Yeah. Ooh, whisper winds of song heard in the leaves. Hush. Oh, baby. Ballads of treason, tongues unknown, reminiscent tone on minor keys. Wow. That was actually, <laughs> like that. That was actually really that good. That was a nice little throwback to a bit of Stacey Jacks. Oh, listen, I remember it well. Me, myself and Patrick really went back to our T.Y. roots we there for indeed, that challenge. We did indeed, T.Y. musical. Okay, so that brings us... Unfortunately, to our last segment of the show. Don't believe it. Oh. It's that time of the week again. Let's just compose ourselves. Ah, I wasn't <laughs> ready. No, I thought, okay, ready now? We'll do it again. <sighs> Exhale it, you know. Lads, 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 it's time for the slate. It's, it's a, a weekly review. review. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the week again. It's that time where we get off our chest. Everything that needs to be getting off our chest, we speak. In with good vibrations, not bad, and we speak with whimsical tonality. And we also put a few bits on the slate that just need to be put on. It is. That is the weekly review, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, guys. So a little bit of uh, information about this now, in, in case you're new to the show. Do tell us, Patrick. Well, we're going to kick it off with the slate, and the slate is something that you basically just need to slate. You need to put it on there. Something that that you need to rid of. Something that's getting under your skin and inside your eyes that you say none of this. None of this shit. It can be personal or it can be global. That brings us then to the good vibrations, which mm. in itself mm, 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 is good vibrational airwaves. Only good vibes allowed here. So something that is looking optimistic, it's giving you hope, it's looking good for the future. What is it going to be? Then the whimsical weekly whimsy of the week is uh, something that made you chuckle, made you giggle, made you laugh, hysterically or barely. It can be something personal or global. <laughs> okay, so the slate is our first round. Patrick Quinn, who or what <laughs> are you putting on the slate today? He's just taking a minute to compose himself. He gets too hyped up sometimes. All right, lads. I found out something during the week now that genuinely shook me to my core, right, lads? I'm not even messing here. This is, this is a serious issue, but I'm going to give you my take on it. What I'm putting on the slate this week is food waste. Okay, lads? Because I found out during the week that food waste is one of the biggest contributors to global climate change. Don't worry, I'm not going to go too too far into that. But it's a serious thing, and 80% of food waste could be completely unavoidable. Now, I don't know if this is the manufacturers preparing more than they need to, whether it's shops selling more than they can, or whether it's the boys at home not eating as much as they should be. But me, myself now, when I'm having a meal, I, I, I will absolutely point blank refuse to throw half the meal in the bin. There is no waste on a Paddy Quinn plate, let me tell you now. 
I, I, I eat it all. I prepare myself a nice bolognese, right? Mm-hmm. Plenty of noodles. Bacon spice recipe now? Or? No, this is my own personal one now. I do my own garlic bread and all, a bit of cheese on top, lovely salt and pepper. Uh, and whatever I don't eat, lads, it's going, it's going in the fridge. Make a toasty next two, day. two plates, yeah. Plate under, plate over for some reason. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I take it out, lads. Bing, bang, boss. 40 seconds on the micro. Heat it up, right? Eat it. Bang it into a wrap. Let me tell you, lads. I don't think there is any food that does not belong in a wrap. That's right? a good point. Everything I'm going to throw it out there. Everything goes in a wrap. Literally everything. Wrap it up and enjoy yourself. Cool. If there's one thing I want I want to leave with, lads, even though it's not the very end, tomorrow's lunch can be today's dinner. I'm putting food waste on the slate because I've had enough of it. Stop throwing out your food and start eating it. Did you say tomorrow's lunch could be today's dinner? <laughs> did, yeah. Do you mean today's dinner could be tomorrow's lunch? Okay, Hannah, what are you, you putting on either. the slate? Okay, I am saying um, the fact that universities aren't taking into account the strain COVID is having on uh, their students' mental health. Amen. As in, they haven't um, changed any of the regulations in relation to like, if you fail a module or if you have underachieved a module, I feel like they should they should be a little bit more lenient with with their usual rules because of the situation we're in. I completely agree, Hannah. And I know it's something that my student union has been campaigning for a lot. What am I putting on the slate? I am going to be very topical and I'm putting toxic masculinity on the slate because there's been a lot of talk in the recent weeks and we we know we had International Women's Day there this week as well and it's been in conversation and I think it's very important that guys have a conversation about toxic masculinity and what it means you know it's 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 a cliche thing that's thrown about but let's be serious about it there is a a culture amongst amongst guys and a lot of us won't admit it but i think we all need to stand up and and admit that there definitely is um a a bit of a toxic culture among us and it's time that we we stand up and we really do start to take these things seriously Mm. that we start to pull people up for being objective but by objectifying a girl and uh, knowing that locker room banter can be very toxic um, and that just essentially that lads, we need to cop on. We need to cop on and just finally, finally get it done to like it's it's about time that we did. So I'm putting toxic masculinity yeah. on the slate. OK, so we're going to move respect. on then from the slate and we're going to talk about good vibe. Oh, we do good, vi- good vibrations. OK, lads, so good vibration for me. Bit of an interesting one, lads, you know, and obviously we talked a lot about fitness last week, um, but mine is actually fi- uh, fitness related, right? Um, uh, I purchased a while back now, I think in the, the first lockdown, these resistance bands, right? Band the resistance, uh, because I wanted to try and get in shape. Take, uh, there's this saying going around now, it's called, um, I think it goes like, uh, take care of yourself, look after yourself. So I've been trying to do a bit of that, like, you know. Um, now, obviously, I, I wouldn't be, they don't work for everyone. But I, I wouldn't be allowed to live in the gym now, as, as some of you may know. But I do enjoy now, you know, getting... I never even saw Ah, listen, I, I, I enjoy the old workout now, you know. Um, but I find these been great now, and, and I've been getting good use to them over the last week. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm still yet to look like the lads in the ads. Not, not yet now. The, you know, the nice trees for arms and, uh, you know, abs and all the rest of it. I'm not quite there yet, but... As we were talking last week, do a movement that you enjoy. I'm enjoying it, and, and we'll get there, lads. So resistance bands, I'm feeling good, and I'm enjoying myself. Quote uh, Sinead Kearns there. If you like walking, go, go for, for a walk. walk. <laughs> okay, Hannah, Hannah, what is your good vibrations? Okay, my good vibrations is that 
Leo uh, announced that staycations were probably going to be grand for this summer um, because of the vaccine and all of that. And I've actually, I've got plans through the summer if I'm going to be working in like a surf town in the west of Ireland, hopefully. Uh, yeah, about surfing. I, I, I went surfing once in my life. But uh, I enjoyed the picture of me in in the in the the wetsuit and the surfboard. I actually, slapped up in the old Tinder profile. I was about uh, to say he for, loved it so much yeah. he made it his main Tinder yeah, profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's be like if you do something once, you do it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So so like they don't need to know. Climbed one mountain, you've climbed exactly, them all. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. if you have a picture. Funnily of it. enough, his second picture on Tinder <laughs> was from the same weekend where he climbed his first mountain. Okay, what am I doing? What's my good vibrations? What's your good vibes, man? What's showing you them good vibes? What's vibing goodly? What's vibing I'd well? I'd say. The PlayStation 3. Okay. Do you know why? Because last week, myself and Orla, for whatever reason, mm. decided it would be a bit of crack if we were to whip out the PlayStation 3s and to give them a play. I have not played the PlayStation 3 since I was in about third year. Uh, I just completely stopped playing games, I think, once Junior Sir came and mm. that was it, me done. Yeah. Uh, but I dished it out of the, the drawer, blew off the dust, and I started playing just the old classics that everyone remembers, you know, Call of Duty Black Ops, bit of Resident Evil, and I've literally just ordered shit tons of PlayStation 3 games from eBay. What's coming? What's they're coming all they're all only two three euro. I have Black Ops two on mm-hmm. the way. I have LA Noir on the on the way, and they're all only like four euro now. And back in the day, you'd pay fifty five to sixty quid for them. Honestly. I got Assassin's Creed three for one euro fifty. Like what the hell? Like you pay more for a Wambar mm. at this stage. It's crazy. So, oh yeah, that's what's shown good vibrations for me. It's the good old PlayStation 3. Lovely. Well, that moves us on to our final segment of the weekly review, which is, of course, the famous... Weekly, weekly Whimsy! <laughs> oh, you did that time. You did this time. Well, Patrick did it last week. I did it last week. The weekly Whimsy. What is something funny that's happened during the week? Okay, lads. So my weekly Whimsy this week, right? It actually... It's something that happened four years ago. Okay. Wow, this week's weekly whimsy <laughs> happened four years ago. But time really is going mad. But it happened four years ago. This Today, week, okay, this <laughs> just week, this week, this week, right? So it kind of is a weekly whimsy in that respect. It's a, an anniversary of a weekly whimsy. It's something happened in the news, lads. You, you might remember this happening. It was very, very funny at the time. Basically, what it was was um, there was a, a BBC interview taking place right in which the interviewee was asked some very serious it was a very important man he was working from home this particular day i think he was asked to discuss relations between south and north korea or oh, something along those lines um and, and he's, just, he's getting really into it and it's, it's all very serious and then of course doesn't uh doesn't this child just kind of flow oh, through the door yeah. and uh he does she just starts having a bit of a mart about the place starts banging on the desk having a right laugh no regard for what's going on Next thing, the, li- the little fella in the little stroller comes zooming, zooming in, in yeah. and giving it loads. They're having a right laugh. And your man's like, um, yeah, so please describe now. How do you think this will affect um, current affairs? Sorry, I think one of your ch- children has just walked in there. The best part, though, was the nanny. The nanny. Bursts through oh. the door, slips on the feckin' yeah. carpets, Yeah, rugs. pulls the children in. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, yeah, I just thought that was absolutely gas. And it got me thinking. I wonder how many similar things have happened during Zoom. lockdown. Oh, Because every, everyone's working from home now. Everything's over Zoom. Yeah. So how many times were children crying in the background? Like, I had a lecture there last week. And the lecture just stopped for like five minutes, went down to the door because there was someone like banging on the door for ages. She's like, oh, don't worry about them. They'll go in in a few minutes. And it didn't. She like opened the window, started screaming, no, no, I'm working, I'm working. Kids coming in and all. So I'm wondering how many times has that happened over the last year? My weekly whimsy uh, is just... 
the fact that I think this is just so funny for every Irish person ever is the current Twitter trend hashtag abolish the monarchy. I just think it's ironic that yeah. at 2000 years uh, it's now the British trying to abolish their own mo- monarchy after after recent events. And yeah, that's just my weekly whimsy. Abolish yeah. the monarchy. I saw um, it was something that was sent to the group chat. I think it was Jim from the office and he just had that look about him. He was peeking through the uh, the window and he had a look of intrigue and excitement about him. And I think the caption was, uh, when Irish people find, found out that the British were after their own monarchy. And he was... Funny you should say that because that was me who sent yeah, it. I in know, I remember that. Yeah, and I was oh, trying to plug, plug it there <laughs> for you. Hannah, the last weekly whimsy. Uh, okay, I it's kind of going on from the, the Zoom thing. Um, so I have seminars and usually we're in our seminar groups and there's meant to be around 12 of us and progressively every week there's been less and less and less people turning up to the seminar Um, and it's meant to be like an hour long and then this week when I logged in it was just myself and the lecturer and one other girl and of course, then you can't you can't back out because there's so few people. You can never leave um, now. Like you're you're so you're the one. Good we also have to now. do a reading for this seminar. That's so awkward. Um, so I had done I had done my reading, um, but the other girl's mic uh, magically wasn't working. Oh, typical. So it was pretty much then just myself and the lecturer. But thankfully, he managed to cut it nice and short. So it was oh, only like half I wouldn't half. say it was so getting it was too fine. much class participation. But, uh, that was it was kind of just. Kind of just ended up being funny <laughs> because there's so few of us. The Paddy and Dara show. Look, we were nearly at the end of our show, but just before we uh, we wrap things up, well, firstly, we'd like to thank you for being on. You've been a fantastic guest and it's been a pleasure talking to you. Just before we uh, we wrap things up, uh, just do you want to tell us a bit about your, your, your latest hit single, the one and only Not Yet? So I got the opportunity to record in between lockdowns and it kind of just came out of the blue I was just asked if I was interested in doing any recording um it was the first song that I ever put out in the world uh that was an original which was very scary because you're kind of bearing your soul a little bit but yeah it came out a few weeks ago now it's up on SoundCloud if anyone wants to give it a listen well um, I funny to say that because we're all gonna be Hannah we're Cohen. all gonna be giving it a listen uh, right now but just before we do can you tell us a little bit about the actual writing process of the song um so I actually started with the lyrics uh my songwriting process kind of tends to change for every song um I'm actually going to be releasing another song in a little while Exciting. um hopefully not too not too long but um for this song, the lyrics actually came first. And then I was just kind of like lying on my bed with my guitar and came up with the melody and then moved to piano and kind of built it from there. Um, and then it all just like came together with it uh, in the studio, which was really cool to hear. Because usually when I'm working as a session musician, I'm working on other people's songs. And like, it was just a completely different feeling to hear other musicians playing on something that I'd written. It was oh, crazy. It was not, really not cool. Thanks for coming on, Hannah. Um, it's it's great to see you. Thank you so much for having and, me. And um, hopefully we'll see you soon. Please God, please God. Definitely, it'll have to happen post COVID. Great. Hopefully soon. Okay, that's brilliant. All right, lads. Well, that's all from us here today. Uh, and like we said, yeah, here to sing us out with our brand new uh, release, uh, Hannah Cullen with Not Yet. Enjoy, Don't. lads, and we'll see you next week. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share.
When you asked me if I loved you, I said yes. Muffled by the duvet, after I cried on your chest. In the moment, I didn't clarify what I meant. I lay there silent, going over thoughts took all my breath. Like how I can love someone a lot, but if they don't respond, it can't be whole. You asked me if I loved you. Should have said only if it's mutual with me. I still think about the kind things that you said and the way that you held. Try to forget your heart wasn't in this from the night that we met. Not quite the fairy tale I'd dreamt. Oh, the long conversations and difficult decisions made me question what love meant. You asked me if I loved you, and I said.